We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. You want to follow me on Twitter? And it's Friday, May 5th, it's Cinco de Mayo. Does it matter? If it's Cinco de Mayo, it's Oaks Day. It's actually Oaks Day here in Louisville, right? It's the what the Friday before the Derby. They have the they have the Oaks race or whatever. I don't know what the hell they do here. I'm not originally from Louisville. They do some, they said people go out and drink or whatever all weekend, whatever. That's what's going on here. But it's also fighting Friday. It's fighting Friday. Are we fighting with ourselves? No, we're fighting tomorrow. The UFC pay-per-view card. I don't know where the hell they are, but they're somewhere. They're somewhere. I don't know what it's called. UFC 280 something. It's something. 288. It's a 288. I have no idea. They're running out of numbers. I have no idea. But, uh, but it is, uh, yeah. Good card tomorrow, sort of good card. We're, we're losing fights. We're losing fights. It's down to 12 fights, but we'll talk about that today. A little bit short show, obviously, on Fridays, because uh, uh, I covered the MMA stuff here. There are free content also. There'll be a crunch time uh, leading up to lock tomorrow, uh, probably 5.15. But now that we've lost another fight, maybe maybe it'll be a little bit later. Maybe the card doesn't start till 6.30. We'll see. You'll see the thumbnail. Right, so it'll be about forty-five minutes before slate locks. But if you want to get a, a head start on a breakdown of all the fights, as well as get our projections, our ownership, our expert survey, Liam's breakdowns, everything, just sign up for Roto Grinders Premium. You get an MMA Premium sub if you'd like. But I mean, I would suggest the Combo Premium. Right, you get the Combo Premium. You get the MLB. You get NBA for the playoffs. You get PGA. You get MMA, soccer. Soccer's tomorrow, right? We got EPL tomorrow. You get uh, the access to our Discord, our premium Discord, which includes my Game Theory channel, where pretty much you get access to me pretty much anytime you want, right? So that's pretty good. So sign up, click on the link in the description, get $10 off your first 
month. I see it's UFC Vegas 280 outside. They're in Vegas, but they're not at the Apex. So it's still UFC 288, I guess. Good morning to everyone in the chat. Watazuki Singh here, usually, right? Defic, right? Yo, who, who uh, came in like fifth in the, in the $15, whatever the hell, yesterday, right? Uh, the MLB one. Those payout structures are, I mean, now you see, now you see, now you see the reason why you want, you, you, you should, to reduce your variance, have uh, a flatter payouts, right? You come in, you come in fifth, you come in fifth and you get 2000 bucks. First is, is like 50,000. So it was something like what? It was like 50,000, 20,000, 10,000, 5,000, 2000. You know how ridiculous that is, right? You got, you get all the way, you beat said, t- tens of thousands of people. 2000 bucks. There you go. Here's a very expensive set of steak knives. But I mean, uh, that'll add to your bankroll, but you'll get you'll get up there one of these days. So congratulations on you for that. So hit the hit the thumbs up button for that. Give me those dummy thumbs in the morning. It wakes me up. It's not just the the Starbucks frappuccinos or whatever. Hit those thumbs up buttons. And Peter Corey says the pay-per-view is in Newark. Okay. It's in Newark. Okay. Well, so not Vegas 288. I mean, I'm just looking at hashtag. I'm just looking at Twitter. People are getting people on Twitter are getting it wrong, I guess. But uh, we got a card tomorrow. It's gotten less interesting now that we've had less fights because we we oh my god. I mean, the fight got canceled yesterday. So we got the the Santos Munoz fight was canceled yesterday, and uh, and now we have uh, the Rafael Estevam. Uh, had weight cutting problems or whatever. So that fights off against Zuma Gulov. And I wasn't a big fan of Zuma Gulov. He semi-retired and now he's back with some weird haircut. So that fights off. And then we also have Joseph Holmes missed weight by four pounds. It looks like, or three pounds. They're allowed a one over or something, right? 189. So he's, that that fight's still going on against uh, Claudia Ribeiro, uh, but he'll be sacrificing 20% of his purse. Oh, okay. So, so on this card, uh, the interesting thing on this card, uh, obviously, if you're paying attention, you know, like the main event is is a title fight. So the main event is uh, Cejudo versus Sterling. Cejudo hasn't, you know, fought in three years. So I don't, I don't know, I don't know how he's going to look. Uh, and then Gilbert Burns and Bilal Muhammad. It's a non-title fight, but it is a five-round fight. Okay, so just if, if for not some odd reason you didn't realize it, oh, it's not a title fight. So there's only one five rounder. No, there's two five rounders on this slate. And the two five rounders are the closest fights on the slate. So we see the pricing. Burns Muhammad is 8,200, 8,000. And Cejudo and Sterling are the same price at 8,100. Okay, and on top of this, we'll talk, we'll talk about the main event as well as the two main contextual variables that we always need to look at for an MMA slate. So the main event, the main events, the five-round fights, more likely than not, go more than three rounds, okay? So these are these are going to be higher floor type of uh, type of affairs, as well as the fact that at their price points, right, 8,200, 8,100, uh, it's more and more likely that they'll end up in the nut lineup, right, the optimal lineup. Maybe not both of them, Right, but it's probable that one of the you know getting ninety points out of an eight K fighter, a lot of times is good enough, depending on the size of the card, and that's why we look at the two main contextual variables that we need to consider 
when determining the construction, the more probable constructions of lineups, that will be the nuts. That will be the best possible lineup, the optimal lineup. Now, originally we had 14 fights. So on 14 fight cards, it's like, oh, we have to put a little bit more priority on ceiling. There's more fighters that have a chance of putting up 100 plus points. So having a fighter that even at, at 7,200, that puts up 70. It's not a, it's, it's may not, probably may not make the nut lineup. It will make only make the nut lineup if like all the favorites win, right? But we also look at the second contextual variable, the spreads of the fights. Now I've I've already set up my sheet, although the ownership is going to be all off now because because we have a fa- fight cancellation. I mean, they just did the weigh-in. So, so we have to update all of our numbers and everything and the projections. And I have lines from yesterday. Uh but we see here that the, the spreads of the fights, for the most part, are are quite small. Other than one, which is Bryce Mitchell pulled out earlier this week uh, against Mozar Evloev and uh, a last-minute replacement. So on three days' notice, Diego Lopez is coming in for him. He's actually the same price as Bryce Mitchell, so he's 6800 But uh, Evloev now is a minus 900 favorite. Okay, he would have been against Bryce Mitchell, like a minus 240 or something favorite at 9,400. Now he's a minus 900 favorite. And the the, the sub, the, there's barely any ITD lines that are out, but the I seen one that's plus 115 and plus 550 for Diego Lopez. So if we take a look here, even in the inside the distance lines, like there, it looks like from a probabilistic standpoint, that there's going to be a lot of finishes on, on, on this slate. I mean... A lot of these fights, I mean, uh, more than half of these fights are favored to end inside the distance. And then we take a look at the spreads of the fights. Evloev is obviously a humongous favorite, nine to one. Chaos Williams is three to one. Drew Dober is barely over two to one. And everything else is inside, inside, you know, 65 35, inside, you know, inside. You know, three to two, you know, five to two, something like that, not five to two. But you know what I'm talking about. Like minus 185, minus 180, minus 170, minus 195. There are a lot of live underdogs on this slate. What their ceiling is as underdogs, that's a different story. But this is a type of slate where it's 12 fights, which means once we're in the middling ground. So it's like, it's possible that nine, 90 points could make the, the optimal lineup depending on the salary, which puts a little bit more priority on the on the two five-round fights, right? It's more and more likely that at least one of these five-round fighters makes the optimal lineup because it's 12 fights and rather than 14. If we go down to 10, it's even more likely just for the, just the lack of options. And because the spreads are, for the most part, uh, closer that a lineup that leaves 800 on the table is has enough win probability as a lineup that doesn't right i'm not sure it'll be like the the week before like last week last week the optimal lineup left would have left like what 4000 on the table or something something like that but it's it's one of those types of slates to some degree the only difference is that we have two five round fights but the thing is, is that it's quite easy to fit these people in. So we t- take a look at the most probable type of lineup construction. We look at the most probable lineup construction, 
because we kind of want to avoid duplication in large field GPPs. We're in same for small field, but definitely in large field GPPs. So the, the chalk of the slate is, is Mavzar Evloev at 9,400. Minus 900 favorite, and he grapples a ton. Okay, so his floor is high, his ceiling is high, everything is high. So he's going to be by far the most owned fighter in the 9K range. And then we have these the, the mid-range is the two five-round fights. Most A lot of lineups are going to have two of these fighters. It's going to be, you know, Burn Zahudo, Burn Sterling, Zahudo Muhammad, Zahudo Sterling Muhammad, like something, something like that. I'm not a huge fan of the ceilings of these fights, like from like 120, 130 points. But I think it's quite likely that the, the winners of these fights scored 90 plus. So most of my lineups, I'm playing 100 lineups tomorrow. In most of my lineups, I will have one five-round fighter. Maybe not two, but if I have two in, I'm going to have to get different elsewhere. So you can see the most probable type of construction will be something like Evloev, Burns, right, Sahudo, something. I mean, they're, they're similar pricing. So, I mean, we can even, we don't have to worry about like, oh, with, you know, if you don't play Sahudo, you can play Sterling in the same lineup to the same price. So Evloev, Burns, Sahudo. And then probably one of these kind of mid-range level fighters. So we're talking about like Ribeiro, Andrade, or Porter, right? That Porter-Smith fight is like minus God knows what to end inside the distance, right? That may not, I mean, Braxton Smith has not lasted more than two, two minutes and eight seconds in a fight. And Parker Porter has almost no chin. But that fight, that's, that's, a, that's a weird fight. Because Braxton Smith is really not even an MMA fighter. I mean, literally, he's really not an MMA fighter. Like, he 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 has one uh, fight in the UFC in 2014 uh, that he lost in, a, in, in two minutes, got knocked out, and has not competed in the UFC since then. That is, quit fighting. Didn't even fight. I mean, like, literally quit until a year ago. And then he racked off, you know, five knockout victories in less than two minutes against bums, essentially. He's a former football player that, like, I don't even think has a gym. Like, literally doesn't have a gym. Like, 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 the amount of skill Braxton Smith has is basically he's just a big football player, and then he's just like, I'm just going to throw my hands. Non-technical, whatever. I'm just a big guy with power. And if I hit someone, they go down. And if I don't... And I and it's past two minutes. I'm dead. I'm, I'm I don't know what's going to happen after that. So that's a really weird fight, uh, which has a really low floor. But either of these two fighters could you know put up a hundred uh, quick win bonus, right? Multiple knockdowns or something. So I see like Andrade Ribeiro because Ribeiro also has a good inside the distance line, right? Ribeiro's minus one twenty five inside the distance. Porter's minus one fifteen inside the distance. Andrade is a high value. I mean, from from a female fighter perspective, Andrade is is, is pe- people play Andrade because she does score well. She she can also land takedowns. She's high volume on the feet, right? I think this is a much closer matchup. I mean, it is. I mean, it's minus one ninety five. It's like Yan Janan, uh, probably is a limited ceiling, right? She's basically just a one dimensional. You know, Muay Thai fighter or something. I mean, just basically a striker. That's why it's plus 700 inside the distance. She has win equity, but I don't know what what her ceiling is necessarily. 
But I see those are the fighters. Maybe some on Drew Dober, but you have to remember, Drew Dober's 9,200, right? Chaos Williams has the best inside the distance line at minus 145. But Chaos Williams is very knockout dependent. Like the difference between Evloev and Williams is like night and day from a from a path to victory standpoint, a path to 100 points. Like Evloev doesn't get many finishes, but he also scores 100 plus in a three-round decision. Chaos Williams in a three-round decision will not score 100 points. I mean, I, I, I mean, Chaos Williams is just basically a power stand-up power puncher, and he's facing basically facing a guy that just runs forward with no defense. Perfect matchup for him. Maybe he does get the quick win bonus, but that's the main difference: is that Williams' path to victory is basically if he doesn't finish someone in five minutes, ninety-five hundred, he's not going to pay off that price tag. Obviously, unless he get four knockdowns or some some type of outlier occurrence like that. But for the most part, if he doesn't get a first round knockout, he's Probably not going to make the optimal. And Dober and Drew Dober against Matt Frivola. Matt Frivola, that's going to be an action fight. That probably may be fight of the night. And Frivola is like a be a kill or be killed guy. He probably should wrestle. He probably won't. Right? He even vote like last fight he voted. He had the Twitter vote on should he should he stand and bang or, or grapple. And he and he and he chose to stand and bang, which, which I think he's going to do anyway. I think Dober kills him anyway. Uh but Dober is going to be KO dependent as well. But at 9,200, it's a little bit harder to fit other people in. So you'll see some ownership on Dober, right? Because you have average remaining player salary, 75.50, right? I think it's more likely you'll see Andrage. Like, can you fit Andrage and Porter in? Now you have to play like a $6,900 guy, right? You're probably not going to go down there. So like, if you, if you play Andrage, you're probably playing like someone like Cron Gracie. Right, Kron Gracie, and then and then you know something Jandaroba or Bilal Muhammad or something, or you know you, you you mix it around. You have some Braxton. If you play Braxton Smith, it's going to be something like this, right? Andraj Smith, Kron, Jandro, you know maybe a little bit of Jandaroba. Like people will be hovering around this mid range. That's what a lot of constructions are going to look like. It's going to be one pay up. One semi-high 8K type of option, Andrade or Porter, and then two of the five-round fighters. So even if we put Porter in here, Evloev, Burns, Sahudo, Porter, right? And you can still put Crime Gracie in there here. And you have 8,200. I mean, like, you could do whatever you want in the mid-range, right? If you didn't play Burns and you played Muhammad instead, you can now go up. You can't even go up because Estevam is, is – we can't even play Estevam. We can't play Zumgulov, Right? So this really, this, this, th- these five round fights are going to be massively owned. I mean, massively owned. I think each of these guys now with, now with these two fights gone with the Munoz fight, which was a mid range fight, as well as the, the Estevam fight. I, I could see every one of these, these five round fights. So Hudo, Burns, Sterling, Muhammad will all be 40 plus percent. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Maybe Muhammad comes in at 37 or something. I mean, maybe, maybe it's something like that. So you have to be really careful when you play both of them together, and especially if you play both of them together with Evloev. I think, like, to me, that's those are the constructions you stay away from. Like, if you wanted to group out Evloev and, and all the five-round fighters and say, like, max two, I think that would be a, a good general rule. If you're just like, okay... I want to make more unique lineups, more less duplicated lineups. But you can make lineups that have Evloev and two five. Like if you want to do uh, Evloev, Sterling, Muhammad, right? You want to do something like this. It's like th- these are the lineups that you want to play like Kennedy and Jukwu or Charles Jordan or Marina Rodriguez, right? You do something like Alex Zaroff will be decently owned against Taz, but like that's the type of lineup, right? You play in Jukwu. Where you play Jordan Jordan is 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 uh leverage against the Crime Gracie ownership. So I think Crime Gracie will be but I think Crime Gracie will be the highest owned underdog outside of uh of the main the the five round fighters who are barely like is Sterling or Muhammad really that much of an underdog? So if you wanted to play like Jordan, you know, you do something like this 7,900 left. You play Jordan, you play like you, you may Joseph Holmes. Then you have 8,500, you play uh, Marina Rodriguez. Like, like, yeah, then you could do this. Like something like this would be doable. It's like, yeah, I am playing, like this lineup has Evloev and it does have two five-round fighters in it, but it has much lower owned in the three other spots. Still a 50K lineup. This lineup would still probably be duped, but not, this may be an under five type of lineup. So if you do want to play the Evloev two five-round fight combinations, just make sure you're playing probably two, not just one. Not just, oh, I'm just going to play in Jukwu in this lineup. Like, I, I think you need two, like, sub-20% owned fighters in your lineup, minimum. But once you start limiting it to, like, well, I'm going to play Evloev plus one of the five-round fighters. Well, now now you can play an Andrade. You can play a Porter. You can play a Cron Gracie. Or Braxton Smith. You could play Phil Hawes, even though I'm not a big fan of him being that high owned. Like, then you could do something like that. If you don't play Evloev, then it's more like, okay, I'm going to play two five-round fighters, but instead of Evloev, I play Dober or Alexarov or Chaos Williams. And these guys are not going to be low-owned. I think Williams, Dober, and Alexarov will all be 20-plus percent owned. But it'll cut down on the dupes. And then, then if you want to get even even a little bit weirder, just play one of the five rounders and still no Evloev. And now, now you can now you, instead of playing Evloev, you're playing Dober. You're doing something like Dober Alexello, Alexeroff, or something like that. You're playing two nine K fighters, neither of them being Evloev. Then if you want to get really, really weird, you don't play Evloev or either of the five rounders. 
That would that would be the most unique path. Do I play any of those type of lineups? I'm not sure. I think the, the mid-range, with the lack of an $8,400 and $8,300 fight, and the fact that these uh, eight, at 8000 8100 8200 you don't necessarily need 100-plus points. And the fact that I'm not sure how lie, you know, how many, what's the ceiling of like a Jan Janan or a Devin Clark or even like, you know, Diego Lopez or something like, what are, what are the ceilings of these guys? I just, I just think like the most likely outcome that even in under five type of lineups, they'll still contain one five round fight. The thing is that you got four to choose from. These fight, these five round fights are really close. So it's not the type of thing is like it's not we're not playing a nine thousand seventy two hundred dollar fight. So it's like I don't even want to break down like who do you play in this range? I think they all have similar medians, similar ceilings. Probably Bilal is probably the lo- probably the lowest ceiling out of the bunch. But Sterling, it really depends on how the fights play out. Like if Sterling keeps his distance against Cejudo, like that fight could kind of, that fight could kind of grind to a halt. And then Burns is probably going to, Burns and Muhammad will probably be much more higher pace. Only because Bur- Gilbert Burns will probably push the pace. The thing is that Bilal Muhammad is an extremely smart fighter. May, may not be good for DFS at times, well, all you can know about Bal Muhammad, if you watch, if you watch his, his plenty of his past fights, is that he, he studies his opponents and he play. And his fight IQ is stellar. He typically doesn't make mistakes. He typically goes in with a game plan that stymies the other person. Are we going to see takedowns here? I don't know. Like Zahuda would be better off, like trying to take Sterling down, but he also have to realize Sterling is actually a better submission grappler than Zahuda. So who knows a better wrestler? But Sterling's, you know, Sterling's one of the best back takers in, in UFC history. So does Suhudo really want to take down Sterling a bunch of times? I don't know. But now with all these the fight cancellations and everything, I mean the ownership, I, I'm, I'm gonna have to look into that. That's why like my sheet isn't even complete. Like I can't even can't even really see like who's overowned, who's underowned. I'm, I'm not even sure. The mid-range fighters are the, the, these these five-round fighters are going to get a lot more ownership now than originally projected because the eighty-four and eighty-three hundred-dollar fighters are gone. And I think everything will push towards you know Evloev, Andraj, Porter, Fern Cejudo, Sterling, Muhammad, then Braxton Smith because of ITD line of plus one seventy, Cron Gracie plus two ten, and Cron Gracie kind of scares me. Right. Con Cron Gracie hasn't fought in a couple of years either, right? The last time he fought, he didn't even attempt a takedown into the third round. And that's how he wins. He tried to stand and, and strike. Before that, he had, hadn't had a fight in a long time. I mean, obviously with his last name Gracie, you know, you know what he's very competent in, right? Top level black belt BJJ, right? Because it's from the Gracie family. But if he just comes in and says, No, I don't, I'm not I'm not gonna decide to 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 grapple like he may i mean i don't know i don't know what he's gonna look like right fight iq who the hell knows 
right? At chalk, right? When he, if he comes in at 28, 30% owned. But he's plus 210 inside the distance. And one take, if he takes someone down, like he's very, he's probably going to submit. He's pro, it's probably going to happen, right? He's a Gracie. Uh, anything in the chat? Post your questions, post anything you want. This is kind of like a first look. I mean, a lot of times I've I've looked through numbers already, but I mean, with fight cancellations and line movements and replacement fighters, kind of just like, okay, what are people most likely going to do? And he gets a little bit different. And then uh, once some ownership numbers play out, uh, you know, I'll have a little bit more of an assessment tomorrow on crunch time. Defix says ITD Evloev is plus 115. Plus 115 on one book. I don't, I don't know if it's across the board. It's somewhere like that. I mean, I, do I have to be exact at this moment? No. Someone in the chat wants to cancel their subscription. I have no idea. Go ahead, support at rotogrinders.com. I'm not, I've no, I've no, I have no contact with any of that. I have no idea. I'd probably contact support. Right, here we go. Yeah, even in the Steve in the chat. So anything else about this slate that stands out? I mean, just at the ITD line. I mean, look at the ITD lines of the, even the underdogs. And they're not big underdogs. I mean, look, Matt Provola is 7K and he's plus 175 to win. Like even Rolando Bedoya against Chaos Williams isn't like, he's plus 450 inside the distance. I mean, sometimes we see down here, these guys are like 800, 900, 10 to 1 inside the distance. I don't think I don't think Chaos Williams loses to Rolando Bedoya, but hey, one lucky punch—you never know. And there's a lot. Of, I I I would I suspect on the, I mean, based on the odds out of these twelve fights, I mean, I would not be shocked if there were nine or ten finishes. I would not be shocked. I think on average there'll be seven or eight. But I mean, like the the, the Smith Porter Smith fight. Hard to see that go in three rounds. I mean, if it's in the third round, these people, they're going to look like they're just wobbling. It's going to be, it's going to be sloppy. Is They're not going to do anything. Then we got the Gracie-Jordain fight. That's more, I mean, look, plus 134 Jordain and plus 210, right? If Gracie doesn't, does wants to just say, I'm going to strike. Jordain's probably going to kill him, right? I'm not a big fan of Jordain as a, as a talent or whatever, but he's obviously going to have a striking advances against Cron Gracie. The one fight that is less, the least likely to end inside the distance is the Marina Rodriguez-Jandroba fight. And Jandroba has much more upside as a grappler. The thing is, is that Jandroba, I don't think she's ever won. I, I don't, don't quote me on this. I don't think she's ever won a third round. I mean, ever. I mean, she's had plenty of fights in the UFC. I don't think she's ever, on, on scorecards, has ever won a third round. So I think it's the type of thing. And Marina Rodriguez has, you know, that's, you know, volume striking. And Jay Droba has like barely any striking defense. So I don't know. But at plus one, 365, that's why Marina Rodriguez is probably going to be the lowest owned favorite on the slate. Probably around 10 to 12%. When you get different, that would be that would be a way to go. I think Kennedy Ajukwu is going to be a little bit under owned. I think so. 
plus 140 inside the distance. Not like, not, I mean, but his, his, his path, he's got five minutes to get 100 points. Right, he's facing uh, Devin Clark. Who could get deaded. I mean, that whatever, but I mean, it's a minus 180 plus 158 fight. So it's like, you're paying 9K for a fighter that on other slates would probably be like 8,400. But you could say that with a lot of them. That's, that's why, like, the, the reason why Jack Wu uh, is not going to be as owned is because, like, Alex Skaroff or whatever is Ikram, whatever. I mean, his only loss was to Kazma Shemaev. He's won every other fight, and he's and he's and he's a grappler. But he's also facing Phil Hawes, which is a pretty tough matchup for your first UFC fight. Phil Hawes has never has never given up a takedown, but Phil Hawes has also been knocked out and also gassed in the second round. So who the hell knows? Who the hell knows what happens there? And then we have Williams and Dober, who are a little bit more KO dependent, right? Less reliant on, you know, three rounds of control. That's why, like, Evloev just feels minus, he's minus 900, and you know how he fights, right? Tibbally's not that popular on a lot of slates because he doesn't finish many people. But most likely, he's getting a couple of takedowns, and, like, if he doesn't finish him, I mean, he could have 10, 12 minutes of control. But if he's, he is the easiest path to 100 points in any regard, but that's why I think he's going to be 45 to 50% owned. Then once you combine that with the mid-range five-round fighters, they're all being 40-plus percent owned. Imagine playing two five-round fighters at 40% each and Evloev at 50%. Like, you got three spots left, and you're, you're, half your lineup is already duped by, like, a quarter of the field. Like, that literal lineup has, like, a quarter of the field. That lineup wins first place. You and your 74 friends will have a good time spending your $1,200 or whatever. It's really not a way to be profitable long-term. But we got enough options. It's a 12-game slate. It's a 12-fight slate. And pretty much everyone's live. Right? You can play anyone. I'm not a big fan of playing. Diego Lopez seems like a stretch. Obviously, mega leverage. Right? If Evlo is going to be 50% owned and Lopez is going to be 6% owned. I mean, it could happen. I mean, Lopez would just basically need to get a Hail Mary submission. So it's not like Lopez is just a striker. Lopez is actually a grappler. But Evloev is probably light years ahead of him. But yeah, that's kind of a first look-see at the slate for Fighting Friday. And while we're fighting, why don't you fight and punch that like button? Punch the thumbs-ups. Give me the thummy thumbs. I'm a little bit more awake. Smash it, as it says on the screen. Smash it, hit it. Do whatever the hell you want, right? Press all the buttons, right? And get your questions in. Remember what the normal version of the show. You know, Mondays through Fridays, I'm here, 11 o'clock Eastern. Send in your questions about DFS strategy, any sport. It could be anything. Sports betting, prop betting, bankroll management, contest selection, anything, anything. Involved getting an edge in fantasy sports type games. Email them in. Questions at theoryofdfs.com. You send them in and I answer them on the show. So go do that. Hit the thumbs up button as I'm always prompting you to do. And then I will see see you next week. See you next week. And then after that, I'm going to be off for two and a half weeks. So you better come back for next week. Are you going to miss me? Because I'll be gone from May 15th through the 31st. 
I know I'm going to get probably 17 DMs after a couple of days saying, am I dead? Is the show done? Did you get fired from Roto-Grinders, even though I'm an independent contractor and can't get fired anyway? But I'm going to get those. But I'm just going to let you know from May 15th to the 31st, I will not be here. You will not see a thumbnail with my face on it. So I'm going to Alaska on a cruise for a week and then going to Las Vegas. So I'll be gone. I'll be gone. I'll be gone for two and a half weeks. Yeah, I'm going on an Alaskan cruise with my wife and her mother and our and her nephew, 11-year-old nephew. And we're going directly. They're going on like that. that my mother-in-law and nephew are going to fly back to Louisville. And then me and my wife go straight from Seattle to Las Vegas, where we're going for AEW. Right, Dynamite and Double or Nothing, their pay-per-view and convention, and there's a couple other wrestling shows. So we'll be there like we did. We did this last year also. Memorial Day weekend. So I'll be doing that. But hey, get your questions in. I'll answer them when I get when I get back, even after that. Or come back and get as many as you can in next week to get your fill. Right? Because I'm always here answering them. Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock Eastern. On the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com.